Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. As I told my friend when he asked me why I didn't imagine something differently for Hurricane Laura, at least my experience in it, I had no desire to do so. But like I told him, I knew that this adventure would produce some wonderful stories to share and wonderful experiences for myself and others around me. And here are a couple of those stories. I've told you about how we've been living, uh, for the most part, at my niece's house in another city since the storm. Well, we're actually packing up this evening and moving out of our home in Rain, Louisiana, heading back to a new place uh, in the city of Lake Charles. So this is going to be a shorter than usual episode, probably, but we're excited. And it's going to be a great episode as well. This is packed with all kind of good stuff. So my niece and I have been having some lovely conversations over the past few weeks about the power of imagination, about the law and the promise. You might recall the story about how I misplaced my keys when we first got here. And as I told you in that episode, one day I announced to the whole family that I had imagined holding or that I would imagine holding the keys in my hand. And without having to search or worry, I'd have my keys. I also told them that I was telling them now before I did it so they'd see the truth of what I'm always talking about. I have no problem telling people what I'm imagining. I don't need their approval and I'm not worried about them uh, filling me with doubt or making me second guess myself. And I wanted them to see how easily this works. So that day I told them, I'm going to feel the keys in my hands, and I'm not going to look for it. I'm not going to worry, but I will have my keys. And like I told you in that story, I did find my keys easily just a couple of days later. My niece witnessed that announcement and me finding the keys, so she decided to try it just a few days later. Earlier this week, Monday, she needed to mow the yard. It's a huge yard. And she has this really cool zero-turn mower, but she keeps it locked, and she couldn't find the keys. She searched and searched for the keys. The next day, she thought about what I had said and decided to hold the keys in her imaginal hand and feel the relief of finding them. She said she just did it for a moment, and then she didn't worry about it or dig around for the keys anymore. Well, two days later, which is earlier today, She couldn't find her car keys. She spent a few minutes looking in her purse and her backpack and a few other places around the house. And then later she told me what she did. In that moment, she stopped what she was doing. She remembered me talking about the Western gate, the sense of touch, and did the same thing she did for the mower keys, for her car keys. And as soon as she ended that little scene with her car keys, she had a thought to check behind the coffee maker. Well, the car keys weren't there, but the keys to the lawnmower were. As she turned around after uh, grabbing the keys from behind the coffee maker, she turned around and her attention was drawn to her backpack. And she uh, could look down on the floor where the backpack was and see her car keys clearly in the backpack. She had just searched the backpack for the keys and they weren't there. 
and the mower keys weren't behind the coffee maker yesterday because the whole counter area had been cleaned earlier in the morning. She was so excited. I was outside at the time and she ran out to meet me to tell me what she did and how perfectly it worked. She said, Uncle Mike, I believed what you've been telling me, but now I know it because I have done it myself. I don't have any more doubts. It really works. And that thrilled me. Jesus Christ, the power and wisdom of God is within us. And now she has found Jesus Christ, imagination. She's been going to school to be a nurse. In fact, she graduates this December. And in the span of a week, she lost the love of her life and the hurricane hit Lake Charles, which is where she goes to school. The school was wiped out by the storm, heavily damaged. In the words of the college's president, it's pure devastation. So she has a lot of reasons based on the facts of the world to have no hope and to be depressed and sad. In our conversation last night, she told me about how she'd been thinking about all of the things that she was having to deal with. The loss of her fiance, uh, potentially losing her home, and then not being able to finish school uh, when she wanted. All of these things thrown together could put anybody in a pit of despair. But she told me she was thinking about what she and I have been talking about and knew in that moment that none of these facts, these seemingly awful facts in her world can truly stop her. Right then she felt the reality of being that caring nurse, helping others the way she wants to, being the best at it. She didn't imagine a scene, but made her dream a reality right then and there by feeling it to be true now. She said, I'm not coming up with the right words to describe how I felt, Uncle Mike. It was a weird sureness that I felt. And I laughed. I totally understand that. I've experienced that peculiar certainty many times. I always do. And this is my favorite story she shared with me since we've been here. As I've mentioned, her fiancé left this span of time a week before the storm. I know there is no death. God is a God of the living, not the dead. Or you could say consciousness is the God of the living, not the dead. Because that's where the only reality lies. But I didn't press the matter with her. I knew it would come up in perfect time. And it did. That evening, not long after we had moved in here after the storm, at that point it had only been several days since the funeral, I assured her that there is no death. The heaven and hell like she and I were raised to believe in don't exist. There is no death. He isn't really gone. Nothing is lost on God's holy mountain. I told my sweet niece that she will see the truth of that very soon. I told her to go to sleep that night just thinking about and feeling the presence of their love for each other. And that night she had a vivid dream, a beautiful dream, she says. She was outside their house and she looked up and saw the man she was to marry walking around from behind his truck toward her. 
And in the dream, he told her that he can't stay long, but he came back to marry her, to finish what he promised. They got married, and then afterward, he had to leave again. But even though she didn't want him to go, she felt nothing but love and peace. And when she retold the dream to me, I could see it in her eyes. Just a few minutes ago, when I asked her permission to share her experiences with you, we talked about the wonderful things that have happened since the passing of her love and the storm a few days later. We used to only see my niece maybe once or twice a year. We've gotten to spend more time, quality time together in the past three weeks than we have in the past 20, 25 years. And the most beautiful part of this so-called awful hurricane aftermath is my dear niece has found Jesus Christ to be her imagination. She's awakening, or rather, she's remembering who she really is. Send me your stories and I want to hear from you. I love hearing your experiences. And let me know if I can share them on another episode. You can send them to me at feelingtwisty at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at feelingtwisty or Instagram as well. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty. Feeling Twisty.